This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where certain things are fixed, the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. What's up? All right. It is midnight on a Sunday night. It is. Um, we have been recording all night and took a little bit of a break because we realized we forgot to chill beer. We forgot to chill the beers. <laughs> so, we're back. And back in the swing of it, so we're doing it. Excuse me. But we're still on our Advent beers from Clown Shoes. Yours has a funny name tonight. It's funny. I like it. The Lil Crispy. The Lil. 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 Lil Crispy. As in Lillian. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Lil Crispy. Or Lil Crispy Crisp Ale. Cullen? What is a crisp ale? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've never I heard. No I've idea. never. I've never heard beer categorized that way. I, I have no idea. Um, crisp it is, ale. It is four point eight percent, and it's got a little um, do with the parachute here. Oh. Um, Crisp beers are highly carbonated and have a clean finish. I'm going to like this. So, yeah, that's mine. I really don't know what else to expect from it. So, mine's called the Mango Farm. Nice. And it's an IPA with some kind of mango adjunct. And it is lore-based. And I have a story about it. Love it. Um, it's 5.75% ABV before I start the story, but this is what it says. (sighs) Crunkle Sam used to worry about how he'd find the time to to pick all of these damn mangoes, but the orchard's new owner has a few helpful techniques from her days as a bubble farmer that instantly (laughs) boosted productivity (laughs) on the mango farm. Thanks to her, they've already harvested more mangoes in a month than all of last year. Now they just need to keep the Intergalactic League of Farmers happy. This crisp and juicy IPA hits the spot like a freshly picked mango on a hot summer day. Mango puree and a hot bill including mosaic, cascade, azica, and simcoe make Mango Farm an oasis of fresh fruit flavor. All righty. Interesting. If you didn't know, I am like... He's a mango fiend. Oh, yeah. Love mango. Anything All things mango. mango. And they did know that because you've had mango sours on here before. Oh, that's right. If if you listen to that one yeah. episode where I had a mango sour. Yeah. Yeah, our regular listeners would know that. But Yep. All right. You ready? Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Very hoppy on the nose. Mine is too. <clears throat> well, yours is an IPA. It's meant to be. Really fruity. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yo, yeah. I could drink this all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, If I could afford it mm. and it was not a seasonal release, I would replace this as my daily drinker. It's 
it's what you would expect. Um, pretty well balanced uh, between the hops and the malt. Clean finish. Yeah. Heavily carbonated. Everything that it said that it would be. Um, actually, really like that. If there's not like a whole lot going on with it. Um, but for what it does, it does well. Yeah. Yep. I get that. Yeah. Score? Six and a half. I think I'm going 7-4 on mine. Okay. Um, really good IPA. Mm. Like, really good. I will drink it again. Yeah. Um, and 7-4 is like a really good score for me. Um, I think I want the mango a little bit more. Mm. I think that's my only critique of it is like, I want, I want a little more mango. I feel that. Um, it's definitely there, but it's like tickling in the background. Yeah. I feel that. Um, hey, clown shoes. Want to do a thing? You want to do a thing? Let's uh, let's work together and we'll release something like the Wellhouse Brew or some, something like that. I would be here for that, especially the lore, bla- the lore base. Yeah. Uh, we could do we we, we could do some fun we could things do fun together. Things. We could do fun things. We could together. do fun. We could make fun. We could make fun. You want to make fun with us? <laughs> we will, make, we will make some fun. Love it. Um, all right. Let's so, make some fun with theology. Let's do that. So starting a new series, and we're going to be talking about the idea, concept of revelation, not the book. The book. Yeah. This is always a major like misnomer here. Mm-hmm. When people think revelation in a Christian context, they naturally think about the book. So if you clicked on this episode and expected us to talk about the four horsemen, not happening. You are going to be you're disappointed. You're disappointed. Yeah, but, your, your expectations have not been met. But hang with us. Still going to be a good conversation. It will. And actually, it's the conversation that precedes mm-hmm. revelation, the As book. The prophecy. Yeah. As the... Mm-hmm. the revealing that's right. literally what it means revelation means having something revealed right and so in the christian context when we talk about it it's the revelation of god how god himself has revealed himself right you have two main schools of thought for revelation you have general revelation also sometimes called natural revelation you have special revelation. Right. What's an example of like general revelation? No clue. Do you have any do you have any idea what an example of natural revelation would be? No, but I think I might for special. Okay, what's something that's special revelation? I'm thinking and I could be wrong here. This is you're going you're going on a win yeah you're shooting from the hip yep um like the also i just realized how terrible of a metaphor that is it's awful yeah shooting from the hip yeah i know yeah Um, Uh -uh. not like a theophany type deal though yes like is that special revelation that would be special revelation okay hey i'm learning things look at you that that would theophany theophany literally means god's sighting right um so yes, mm-hmm. that is a, a category of special revelation. General or natural revelation? 
which is what we're really going to talk about in this episode. Okay. The next episode, we'll start a conversation about special revelation. Okay. Um, because another another piece of special revelation would be the Bible. Right. Okay. Um, but also theophanies and um, several other category or things would fit in that vein of special revelation. Mm-hmm. But for this one, we're going to talk about natural or general revelation. So... An example of a natural or a general revelation would be creation itself. Something that is already here that can reveal something about God. So, okay. You tracking? I think so. The stars, the universe, creation itself, something about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can okay. lead you to some kind of revelation of God. So, like, that's what I wanted to say. That's why I said... But like. Well, that's why I tried to include natural because right. like, maybe it, that'll it feels, help. Him. That felt like a too obvious of answer. If I'm like, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but nature, natural, yeah, like yeah, makes sense. Now think, okay, so there's a famous argument, um, debate, academic debate between a guy named Karl Barth mm-hmm. and a guy named Emil Bruner mm-hmm. over the concept of natural theology. Emil Bruner is in favor of natural theology. Karl Barth is not. Mm-hmm. Um, not is not really a great thing. Not in the same way for sure. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I feel like you have to be in some way. Yeah, Barth's really not, but kind of. Um, Barth's doing his own thing there. But for most of us, yes. Um, now, to Barth's credit... Why should someone be weary of natural theology um, or natural revelation? Which it actually they're kind of well, one and the same, but, but like pantheism as an issue. Uh, it, so it, it could be. Yeah, it could. That could be uh, an easy way. So pantheism is the idea that God, God and the is. world are the same. Yeah, um, which historically would be heretical. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, that that is one fear, right? Or could be one That's fear. The, that would be an extreme. Mm-hmm. But can you think of another reason why someone like Karl Barth? What do you? Well, let me ask it this way. Let me ask a different question. What do you know about Karl Barth? Nothing. So I have a certain except that he's German, and I just learned that like I don't know. I don't even. Forty-five minutes I ago. I think he's German. I'm gonna fact check that on myself. Um. Swiss. Dang oh, he's Swiss. Swiss. Okay. I'm glad I checked. So um, I, I literally knew nothing about him. Karl Barth is famous for his claim that the ultimate revelation of God is found in the person of Jesus. Interesting. He's the one that makes that statement like famous slash infamous. Okay. And actually... I'm- he does it in this conversation. Why is Karl Barth weary of natural theology? Jesus. Because it means that God can reveal himself without Jesus. Um, fair point. But it's a very fair point. Yeah, fair point. But I actually side with Bruner on this whole conversation. Um I actually don't think that natural or general theology or revelation is harmful. Mm-hmm. 
because I think there's lots of ways in which God reveals himself without revealing himself in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that truth is true today. I do think God's ultimate revelation is found in Jesus. Sure. But I also see no reason to think that... That's the only way that he can reveal himself. Or not just that he's somehow limited to that revelation, but also that... How do I say this? Um, That there's not value that comes from God revealing himself naturally and generally. Mm. Um, Okay. So, for instance. For example. Have you ever been out in nature and felt like you had a spiritual moment? Oh, for sure. All the time. And what was the inspiration for that spiritual moment? Depends. Is it ever nature, nature self? Yeah, I think like the the peace of it is what brings yeah some some level of comfort. But that's yeah. natural revelation. Do you think that can happen for non Christians? For sure. So you believe in some kind of idea of natural revelation because For God sure. has revealed himself through nature without the person of Jesus. For sure. Um, that would be very Bruner of you. No. I, I'm in the same boat. I, I see no reason to think that there's not value given uh, both in what it communicates about God, but also what it c- communicates about humanity. Right. That God reveals himself in nature. Well, and, and that's what I was about to say too is... We can look at even the Native Americans, and they knew that there was something divine about creation itself. Um, yeah. Right? I mean, they worshipped creation in some way, right? And so somehow that they they knew that there was this divine thing about it. Um, so I feel like just culturally or historically, rather, we just see the beauty in nature and see its connection to some sort of divine likeness. Yes. I, I just think that that's just true. But Now, to your original point, the like big danger here mm. is, is that issue. Well, yeah, is connecting divinity to right. um, creation, nature itself, as synonymous, right. as the same thing. Um that becomes quite problematic, right? Um, when when pantheism becomes a piece of the conversation, that's quite a game changer, right? Um, excuse me for a lot of different way for a lot of different reasons, least of which is the fact that we can see through science that the Earth is literally passing away, right? The it's earth dying. is dying. Yeah. Um, which creates quite the problem if, if God is if God the is earth. the earth and earth is God, that means God can now die. Correct. Yeah. That that becomes extremely problematic in any theological system. Yeah. So um I, I don't see a lot of value in that position. Um even outside of the fact that it's historically heretical. Right. Um it, I just don't see. I don't see the allure of 
a pantheistic construct. Right. I definitely see the allure of a panentheistic construct. For sure. um, Which is that God is in creation, but Mm -hmm. God is not creation. Right. Um, Definitely here for that. That in, in the middle, actually really matters. Very important. Really matters. If, If you... If you are going to use these terms, make sure you don't mix them up. Correct. They're they, e- it's easy to mix them up. Yeah. Um, make sure you don't because it's the you could really piss some people off yeah. if you're not careful. <laughs> in is in. Yeah. Pan in mm-hmm. theism is in. God is in creation. Pantheism, God is, is creation. creation. Yeah. The in is in. The joining together is an equal sign. Mm-hmm. God creation, God is in creation. Um. So if you stay in this kind of panentheism realm, or even like in a in a very transcendent realm where God is definitely connected to the or um, disconnected from the universe or from creation itself, I, I definitely I I think it's wrong of us to say that natural revelation or general revelation, um is wrong because it literally the Psalms speak to this, that the stars manifest the glory of God. That's a form of general revelation. Yeah. That's a form of natural revelation. Um, Even though um, the text where it talks about the rocks will crowd his name type deal too. Um, Oh Yeah. Maybe not. I don't now think so. Because now that because yeah. I I just started thinking about it too. Um, in Genesis four, when Cain kills Abel, God says to Cain, "What have you done? I hear the voice of your brother crying out from the ground." Um, yeah, true. That, Fair enough. That's not exactly the same. Yeah, as what I'm saying, because there's something unique and special about happening ground. about that revelation yeah. and the rock. Those are not things that naturally do those things. Um, or do those actions, but the stars always, their existence reveals the glory of God. Um, in what way? Walk that out for me theologically. So if you allow me to use special revelation as a source, because sure. I need the Bible to do it. Sure. Um, God speaks light into existence. Okay. Like literally the fact that, that, that all of this grandeur mm-hmm. has come from the mouth of God means that God not only created all of this and spoke it all into existence, God is big enough that all of this came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. That speaks to the grandeur and glory of God. But wouldn't, couldn't we say the same thing about the land, like about the ground too? Like why couldn't we say that same thing about the ground? Cause oh, you absolutely could. Okay. Well, I mean, but that's my argument. Oh, but a rock doesn't normally speak. That's the problem. Is that a rock doesn't normally speak? Okay. The fact that the fact that this is bigger than this, and looking at the stars makes you think about something bigger than yourself, some kind of divine higher power. That's natural theology. God appearing to Moses in the burning bush. That's special revelation. Special revelation for sure. A, a, when um, um, Balaam and the donkey. Mm, special revelation. Special revelation. Yeah, yeah. So for like sure, for sure. a natural medium. 
can still be used in special revelation. Mm -hmm. But if the natural thing does something other than what it naturally does, it's no longer special revelation. I mean, it's no longer natural revelation. It's special revelation. Okay. You see the difference? Yes. Okay. Glad we were able to walk that out. Yeah. That unblurred some lines. So, I, I mean, I think... Overall, general revelation. Valid, valid place to be and something to consider. Like, Well, and I think the truth of general revelation or natural revelation for myself, and I realized this in North Carolina. When I went mm -hmm. to North Carolina on sabbatical, um, our friend Andrew Barrett and I took um, a hike. We hiked a mountain. We got to the top of this mountain and we did a silent, a silent hike. So no, no talking on the way up. We got to the top and we sat down, took our food out and Andrew prayed. He recited the Psalm, which is beautiful and fitting in that moment. Um, and I just remember looking up and looking across and I'd never been to the top of a mountain. I'd never hiked to the top of a mountain and got to the top and looked out and seen nothing but mountains. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to pinpoint cars off in the distance and seeing how tiny they were, but also realizing that that's not any more than like a mile away from me kind of thing. Staring out across, watching birds fly through, weaving in and out of the trees in the forested mountains and... Uh, flying in between the mountains and just looking out at this this beauty and not really sure what to make of it in that moment, if I'm being honest. Um, and in the quiet, Andrew breaks the silence and he goes, the world's bigger than what you're going through. And it's in that moment, looking out at this kind of grander creation in a way that you've never seen before, and going, yeah, I'm real small compared to this. And God's real big if he made this. The truth in my, th I, I don't think anyone can come to saving knowledge of Jesus through nature. I, I, we must have special revelation. I'm not saying that at all. Or I'm not refuting that at all. The truth that I'm communicating is that natural and general revelation always confirm and encourage the fact that God is bigger than we are. Sometimes it's helpful to have a reminder that he's bigger than we allow him to be.